What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, April 30th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Adioye Jr. Happy Thursday, Greg. Happy Thursday to you, Bless. You're almost through the week. How's it feel? Uh, it feels great. You know, tomorrow's Friday. It's, it's your anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Tomorrow. Yes, um, you get the day off. Are you excited for that? I am excited not to talk to any of you. You know, just yeah. be me and my wife celebrating three years. We got big plans. We're going to we're going to fly somewhere. We're oh. going to go to some beaches. We're going to cough on some people. It's going to be great. That sounds awesome. Now, is is this all happening with an Animal Crossing? Or exactly, is, are, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sadly, we won't be going anywhere real for that one, of course. Uh, what about yeah, you? Big weekend plans? Where where are you gonna go? Oh with? man, you know, just gonna be chilling out at the park. You know, having a good old time, just yeah. walking, and holding hands with everybody I see. No, I'm probably just, <laughs> I, I've I've been playing a lot of JRPGs lately. Uh, yeah. for people who yeah, listen to PSLV XOXO, like I, uh, we talked about how we asked the question last week of like what what uh, JRPGs are the most played JRPGs on PlayStation. And a lot of people recommended quite a few of them. And so this week I've just been like diving in and this weekend I can't wait because I'm going to have a lot more time just to like sit down in front of my TV and just play a bunch of JRPGs that I'm, Which I'm one enjoying. And how can you play so many at once? You got to choose. It's, focus. I, it's, it's, that's actually the, the big problem I have currently is I'm playing three and I am rotating between them, which means no. I'm never going to finish any of them no, because I, I, I am at this point six or seven hours into Persona 5 Royal. Uh-huh. I am three hours into trails of cold steel oh. and i am like 16 17 hours into final fantasy 7 uh from 1997 and sure. i, I don't want to just commit to one yeah one yeah. of the hot, one of the hottest games i i i can't uh just commit to one right because i'm i'm enjoying you them can. all that's what you're supposed to do that's what that's i'm supposed you to do but like games i don't want to like push them like out because once like persona 5 persona 5 royal is going to take me 120 hours to beat probably and mm-hmm. that's like that's months, right? I don't yeah. want I don't want to push Trails of Cold Steel out for months. I don't want to push Final Fantasy Seven out for months, which then probably means I should start with like one of the other ones. But all these games are long games, is what I'm saying. And I don't I I I want to play them all, Greg. And so I'm I, making the mistake of playing them all. <laughs> I don't think you'll have one of them beaten by the time Last of Us rolls around. No, I will not. I absolutely okay. not. <laughs> Not <laughs> the way you're chipping away at them, and then not a chance in hell. Not, not like, if I, I'll be lucky if I have these games finished by the end of the year. And I got bad news for you, blessing. Oh no! It turns out that next week, next gen starts. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Xbox Series X is doing a gaming event. We have all the details on the next Assassin's Creed, and don't expect another Nintendo Direct anytime soon because this is kind of funny. Games Daily, each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. You can give us your questions, your comments, your squad up requests, and oh so much more. Plus, of course, you can get the show ad free along with the exclusive post show we do on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. You can go to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Watch us record the show live. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody listening later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Rooster teeth and podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you. Uh, knock on wood or whatever this weird Ikea desk I stole from Lucy James is. Today is the final part of Nick's Last of Us stream. Knock on wood. Do you think it's going to be? How far are you? I, I mean, we're uh, so no spoilers. We just shot the bunny. You know what okay. I mean? So that gives yes. you a good aspect. So it's, it's right. It, right. I think we could do it. 
I think yeah, we might have to go further than the three hours, but I think we can do it. And then if we go in, the, but then it is a question of like, if we go further than that, do we just want to wait and do like a Saturday hour long stream or something like that and knock it out? Mm-hmm. But what that means is that today at 2 p.m., twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, you can watch Nick play The Last of Us, his first playthrough ever, maybe finish it. And more importantly, if we do finish it today, you can look for it soon on youtube.com slash kind of funny games is one giant video. Thank you to our Patreon producers who make this show happen, along with Kind of Funny in general, Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo, the Predator, Al Tribesman, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Old Spice, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. You have a weird pacing to it today, Kevin. Four. Four items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Because it was like they were coming in groups. It was like... You know what I mean? It's the internet. It's the connection. Oh, it's the internet, the connections. That's what I mean. Uh, Number one, everybody, Xbox Series X games are coming next week. Uh, Today, Xbox put out the following tweet. You want to see games for the Xbox Series X? We want to show you games for the Xbox Series X. Check out our first or check out first look next gen gameplay from our global developers part of global developers partners within hashtag inside Xbox on Thursday, May 7th at 8 a.m. Pacific time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Aaron Greenberg doubled down, of course, uh, GM of Xbox Games Marketing at Microsoft. So pumped to see our partners showing us a first look at an Xbox Series X gameplay next week. Also know the Xbox Game Studios teams are hard at work on some big summer plans. More details soon. Mm. Hashtag get hype. Prayer hands emoji or praise hands emojis. This thing with the guy doing the X, I guess for Xbox. Okay, cool. And then fire. So Aaron using emojis that I'm, I'm too old to understand, even though I think Aaron and I are the same age. Um, Blessing out of the blue. Here it is. May they're swinging on us. We're getting games. How you feeling? Exciting stuff. Like this is the beginning of it. Like it seems that next week is going to be all about third parties, uh, which is an interesting first step. Like I would have expected them to lead with the foot of like, okay, no, here's what the Xbox game, like Xbox first party games are going to look like. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I think this is also like a pretty cool thing, right? Assassin's Creed, oh, yeah. uh, is going to be there for gameplay, uh, as was tweeted by Ubisoft Nordic. That's um, right. Ubisoft. Yeah, they tweeted like, we're happy to reveal our first Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay uh, trailer during the first look at Xbox Series X gameplay on Inside Xbox. And uh, that's coming off of the cinematic trailer that was revealed today. Sure, we'll get into um, that next. Yeah, we'll get into that soon. But, you know, I, this all sounds exciting to me. I'm curious to see how they, they format it. The previous Inside Xbox was them at home in their bedrooms. It was like Major Nelson and all of them yeah. uh, just ha- hanging out, uh, having a good time. I imagine that this next one might be a similar thing judging off of that inside xbox i'm i'm the, the big thing for me here is that i'm surprised that they're going the inside xbox route for this because mm. this seems like they are they are this is like a big reveal right this is like sure. the not maybe not the big xbox event but a big X, xbox event it's our first it's um, our first major signpost in a while in terms of something we can all tune into and be a part of yeah for xbox series x yeah and so I wonder how this looks in practice, like when 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 the stream starts. If it is similar to to last week's thing, where it is like a laid back thing. Hey, mm. it's it's Major Nelson at home talking talking maybe on webcam to uh, studio heads or developers talking about the projects that they have working on and how they're taking advantage of Xbox Series X and smart delivery and all these things. And then they like they they roll on to the next to the next trailer or whatever it is. I wonder if that's the kind of environment or if it is going to be more of like a a packaged up Nintendo Direct sort of deal. 
Well, you know, we talked about on PS I Love You, right, recently, uh, this whole, man, it's so great that, or I guess it was Games Daily, actually, last week, right? It's so great that Xbox has a Phil Spencer, and what would that mean for PlayStation? How do you do, uh, not humble, but down-to-earth showcase? How do you show games in a way where you are filming from your house on green screen or whatever? How do you do that in a way that doesn't come off as pretentious and doesn't come off as weird and comes off as genuine, genuine and authentic, right? I think one of the things we pitched last week would be exactly what I would do here, which is Major Nelson, since it's inside Xbox, it's already branded. You already kind of know what to expect, right? It's in, it's Major Nelson and the team, but it's them giving you a show opener, explaining what's going on, talking about something at the top that Xbox wants to talk about, and then being like, all right, let's get into why you're here. Let's talk about Xbox Series X games. You know, we're going to pass it over to our friends at Ubisoft. They're going to talk about Assassin's Creed. And then it is the video of you know, Ash talking about what he's going to do or what the idea for of Valhalla is and this, and then it is into gameplay or maybe gameplay over that. And I think you see that as you go on. We start seeing that baton pass, right, where it goes from Xbox to the developer to Xbox to the developer. And we go mm-hmm. back and forth on this thing that acknowledges, obviously, this is the new world order and where we are. But here's how we're going to package this and show the games. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think that's what it's going to be. Um, I'm excited for it. I don't really have many predictions predictions on, on what's going to be there. You know, oh, aside really? from like Assassin's Creed, I would have expected to have been at a, at a Ubisoft event. I think we talked about that in our reactions that went up on YouTube today. Yeah. I would have expected that to have been during Ubisoft's digital event that they have planned for for June. Um, actually, I don't know if they said June, but for their E3 digital event in theory. whatever that was filling that spot, yeah, yeah. And so for them to be revealing it, uh, revealing gameplay during Inside Xbox, I think is is very interesting. Um, but other than that, I'm very curious on the developers they've, they've pulled because the Assassin's Creed thing specifically seems like it is very much like a marketing deal that they have between them, uh, given like the Xbox Series X logo uh, in, in the Assassin's Creed reveal. Uh, and yeah, them then following up immediately with gameplay at the inside, inside Xbox event. Like, I wonder what else is going to be there. I would think more Ubisoft, right? You imagine we're going to get more Watch Dogs Legion there. I feel like that's the kind of thing, especially with, you know, and we'll get into this with Assassin's Creed, it opening with the Xbox logo, closing with, you know, plays best on Series X kind of stuff, right? It, you know, I saw a lot of questions in the mailbag today asking, wait, why are they doing this? Whatever. Of course, Assassin's Creed is coming to everything, but it is Xbox being aggressive and going after Assassin's Creed, which will be one of the big launch games, obviously, for next gen mm-hmm. and saying we want to, you know, do the marketing exclusivity deal with you. So every Assassin's Creed trailer is going to look like it's an Xbox exclusive when, in fact, it can go everywhere. And so if you already have that relationship going, you wonder not even if it'll be an exclusive agreement because it probably already started. And I I, I should go look at uh, Watchdog Legion's trailer, but I'm in the middle of a show. Uh, but I would imagine you still get another taste of it there where there is like a Ubisoft block kind of thing where it is like here's Assassin's Creed later on. Here's what's happening with Watchdogs. I think you start seeing stuff like that. And when again, to your point, right, that this is third parties, then it starts playing out into. Are we going to get major announcements at this or is this going to be the first of many and major announcements, I guess, is putting stuff down. Is this going to be the first of many? Here's the games you already thought would be coming in the fall slash holiday. Yeah, like we're not you don't we don't necessarily expect to see like a Starfield or like a big like right like Cyberpunk. Actually, I probably do expect to see here. Right. Um, Now that I think about it, all that there's a partnership there for sure. Yeah, Yeah. there's partnership there. And and Cyberpunk has appeared in in previous Microsoft E3 press conferences. And, you know, uh, we'll get to it here. Actually, uh, we'll get to it in a second with Assassin's Creed, but they've already confirmed that this is a game that features smart delivery. So you figure, yeah. is are they going to package a bunch of games together that talk about that even? Where it's like Cyberpunk's there, Assassin's Creed's there, any of the other games they're going to have coming out this fall that are going to be actually using smart delivery and, you know, giving you the best version no matter where you buy. I think if that, if that that with that being a big 
uh, marching order and with that being a big uh, tentpole for what the Xbox Series X is, I imagine there will be a section on that and they talk about it there. But we're back to how do they package this? What does it look like? Who's Who exactly is hosting? Yeah, and I wonder, like, I mean, we talk a lot about Ubisoft, right? What is EA up to? Do you think EA is going to be yeah. there? Because we've seen that EA doesn't really have any games on the slate as of right now. Yeah. Um, you know, are, are they going to be there? What 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 other third-party partners, like big publishers, might be there? Watch Dogs Legion, I think, is an interesting one because I'm not of I'm not of the mind that Watch Dogs Watch Dogs Legion is going to be there at launch. It's just, no, no, I don't think so. Yeah, Remember, they had like, done that whole thing. We, we had gone back recently about dates on that, and it was that they had uh, put it for the fiscal year, meaning that it could ship in spring, which makes sense, especially yeah. if you already have Assassin's Creed. That's a, a tried and true EA move, right, of putting two ga- two of your own games out on top of each other to fight the same, to the death. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> same month. Um, yeah. And so I, w- I wonder if then marketing for Watch Dogs Legion then gets shifted because of that. Like maybe they don't want to show off Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs Legion at the same time mm, interesting, so they don't trample over each other. And so I wonder if it's Watch Dogs also- Legion maybe then gets pushed to like August in terms of like the mar- when the marketing ramp up begins again. Yeah, it's also the argument of how long can you show something without putting it out, right? You always worry about, hey, yeah. we don't want to, you know, especially with Watch Dogs, right? Uh, you remember Watch Dogs 1, we heard about it for how many E3s in a row, and we were also sick of it by the time it came out. I couldn't live up to expectations. What does that mean for Legion, and is that in a different... Uh, I think it's... I, I hear you, I think it's in a different strata really though because legion is such a weird game idea that you need to wrap your head around where it is you know what i mean of like be anybody there is no main character every there's no main character everyone's the main character like what the fuck does that mean like how does yeah how do i look at that and go and like we've been lucky enough to or i've been lucky enough to do demos when we were up at uh the uh, toronto uh for the expo that name is escaping egx cne cne the canadian okay. national exhibition where we ate all the weird food for kfaf i did a watchdogs panel there with them and like when you get into it and start talking about Legion, it's awesome. But I just think it's so hard to express in a trailer, which is back to being the dreams problem. We'll see how that all nets out for everybody in the end on that one. But next week, bless Thursday, next week, the seventh, eight a.m. Now, are and maybe maybe this is a question for Tim, but like, are we going to react to it? I know we're not reacting. To this. We There's historically no don't do reacting. the inside Xboxes, but this seems like it's it's different. I think in the past it's been we don't know what to expect necessarily this one for them coming out and being like we're doing it and it's going to be the first look at next gen gameplay from our global developers partners like that you i get that that's going to be trailers and yeah they're going to be talking at times too maybe we're talking over them i think it'll be more like you know a similar thing to xo 18 or 19 or whatever where we'll talk over them that way and try not to get in the way but at least see the gameplay together and if it it isn't what we want it to be whatever we don't put up the video but i think it's gonna be pretty great when do you when do you then think we get the like I don't want to say first the bigger party. Xbox event, but like the yeah the first party blowout for Xbox. Do you think June? Because that's where I'm still. Like I think that E3 window probably still yeah. uh, holds important for them. The fact that nobody has committed to their old E3 dates, I find very interesting. Because when E3 went away, my whole thing was like, well, I think it's going to stay the same. That weekend will still be the same. It's going to be, you know, Microsoft holding their press conference as usual, or digital, obviously. But time slots, right? It'll still be Ubisoft. It'll still be Bethesda. It'll still be this. What we see, right, is Bethesda go away. Uh, EA has said nothing about EA Play, right? Like, to that, like, even if it's going to be just digital only. Um, obviously, PlayStation's out of the mix. We're about to talk about today. We're going to talk about Nintendo being out of the mix. Like, I thought for sure it was going to be everybody anchored to the same time periods, but clearly not. And so, yeah, now it seems like there's a lot of calendar space to work with. And so, where Xbox wants to do their, and it's, yeah, I'm with you, right? Of like, it sounds weird to say they're real event, they're big event, but the event that's like, 
not going to be branded inside Xbox. That's going to be branded the reveal of the Xbox Series X, right? And it's going to probably talk about Lockhart and it's going to give you a price and it's going to give you a date. Mm -hmm. and It's going to show you uh, what Drew Murray has been working on at the initiative, right? And like all these other things, like that's super exciting and super different than I think what we're getting next week. Next week, I bet we get, you know, what? Between three and five games. I don't, I, you know, I don't think that's like, I don't want to be oh, too. So you think it's gonna be like a, a lot, a lot shorter of a thing, like a lot I, more. Well, I, I don't think it's gonna be shorter. I think it's gonna be more. I think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be shorter. I think it's gonna be longer form, where it's going to be. Here, let's talk about Assassin's Creed four or five for minutes. like fifteen minutes. Yeah, no, like... no, no, not that, not that much. But like a game, you know, like a let's play with the dev or whatever on it, talking about it. Mm. And maybe I'm just setting my expectations low. Like I would love to come away tomorrow or uh, next week with what a week from today with. 15 different xbox series x games we now know about and know all this information about are super stoked about but i just don't yeah. want to get too crazy with it because see they're talking look, about, it's your first look too it's not like you know this expansive crazy everything you ever wanted to know yeah like the reason i was i, I was even he hesitant to say like the bigger event is at this point the way in which they're treating this makes me think that there's a possibility that we don't see like a huge xbox blowout like what if it is like all right, we get the third-party games here, and it is like an inside Xbox, and then we get another inside Xbox that is like maybe first-party games, or maybe just the box. Like, what if what if there isn't a big event? What if they do spread out these? They they spread out the Xbox Series X reveal within like a bunch of different with a, within a bunch of smaller contained events. If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I mean, want... I don't I don't love it either. Yeah, but. I, I I just find it weird that they're splitting this out. Like, why isn't this part of the bigger event then? Well, you know, here's an interesting... Well, I think the thing we've talked about, both with PlayStation and with Xbox, and how everybody's playing their cards so close, is that, especially in the time of coronavirus, where everything's shifting and nothing's the same, and no one knows exactly what they're doing, I think you do have this problem of publishers, third-party publishers, and people who have been working probably with marketing deals like this with xboxes we're seeing today right you see this xbox series x stuff all over the assassin's creed stuff that's happening at xbox that's happening at playstation and so you have partners who are locked to marketing plans that no longer make sense and i'm sure they're like we have to be able to talk about our games you have to let us talk about our games we want to start marketing our games because now that everybody's at home they're asking so many questions and want to know what's going on trying like people are so hungry for next gen information that i feel like if you're not going to have that big Without E3 being there, whether it was archaic or not, all eyes were on that weekend, right? Or that week where you could make a huge splash. And now that you don't have that, why does it make sense to hold on and not be able to talk about your game when you want to talk about your game? And so, you know, one of the questions uh, on Kind of Funny Games Daily today for this Assassin's Creed stuff we're going to get to in a second, right? It's from uh, Marley Nita, who says, wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can. It says, hey, Greg and Bless, do you think they said holiday 2020 because Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be a launch game and they cannot reveal the date yet? Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. exactly why they said holiday 2020. Because Yeah, it's, I, was yeah. I was listening to uh, Yousef's uh, interview with, uh, I think, the creative director and the narrative Ash. director. And yeah, toward, uh, toward the end, uh, Yousef was like, oh, yeah, can you guys uh, tell us when this game is coming out? And they said, yeah, it's coming out. Um, Oh, I forget the exact words, but the wording of it, yeah, made it like obvious that like because they were like this fall for for PS4 and Xbox One, and then I guess this holiday is all it's also coming out for uh, the new consoles. Like they they phrased it in a certain way where I was like, oh yeah, they obviously just can't tell us exactly yeah. like when because of the new consoles. 
and that's so frustrating, I think, for these people who want to get out and talk about their games and publish their games or not, yeah, publicize their games. And I think that that this is one of the way to like tap that valve and let some of the steam off. I'm like, all right, cool, you can talk about it. But again, I do, I I want to. Yeah, I know it's always so hard with expectations, and maybe I'm just trying to keep my own in check. I don't think we're going to get to next weekend. It is like Ubisoft announces Splinter Cell. Like I don't think they they would use it on that avenue. I think you know this is honestly kind of similar to how Assassin's Creed have been revealed before, where they give you drip feed of information, another taste. We'll probably get a taste at the Xbox uh, uh, event next week, right? But then I wouldn't be surprised if from there they're like, all right, cool, we're going to talk about we're going to there'll be more at our Ubisoft uh, digital press showcase that's going to be on whatever date and actually start promoting yeah. it that way. And start everybody starts using it hand in hand to actually move to their own things and do their own things. I think next week's gonna be really cool. I think it'll be awesome to see some, you know, first or well, first look gameplay from new next gen stuff. But I don't think it's going to be the end all be all blowout. Here's you know, ever, we're, I don't think our heads are gonna explode next week. I think it's just gonna be awesome to finally see some mm-hmm. games and see who they're working with, right? Yeah, I'm excited for it. Me too. Uh, I'm also excited, Gregway, for number two here, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, bless you and I woke up early this morning to watch uh, the reveal trailer. Uh, four and a half or four minutes, 11, four minutes, 11 seconds of Assassin's Creed Valhalla information. Uh, of course, that's up on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. You can go watch our live reactions to it. In a nutshell, what did you think, Wes? Uh, I thought it looks cool. I thought it looked cool. Like, I, I prefer seeing gameplay uh, when yeah. it comes to these things. I understand this is how assassin's creed usually does it right they have the first cinematic reveal and then they follow it up with gameplay uh a week or so later and so yeah like for for what we saw i thought it looked interesting like i'm not really that much of an assassin's creed person but i like the style of it i like the 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 viking direction of it i think seems pretty cool um and from what you were saying about it it seems like it's the good direction for assassin's creed and so you know, yeah, it seems cool. like, uh, you know, it's definitely capitalizing on everything that Origin started and Odyssey continued. Uh, you know, it's going to be another open world RPG kind of thing. It's going to be running through it. Uh, I kept mentioning earlier, but if you're not uh, up on all the lingo and people, uh, Ashraf Ismail is the creative director on this one, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. He was the game director on Origins and Black Flag. Uh, I, of course, adored Black Flag. Uh, Origins didn't click with me, but I should probably give it another shot because I adored Odyssey and put, you know, so many hours into that. However... Let's give you the heads up on what's going on with Valhalla before we're going further. So holiday 2020, deep breath, PS5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Epic Game Store, Ubisoft Store, Google Stadia, and Uplay Plus. (laughs) It does support (laughs) Xbox's smart delivery. Uh, Now the bullet points come from uh, their promotional page. Become Ivor, which I'm still not sure if I'm saying right. A mighty Viking. Avor Avor is what you Because it's E-I-V-O-R. Mm-hmm. yeah i want to say when i watched the tri- the the interview they said you said yeah every two palm yes work on advice. okay so then oh, at Yusef Yusef a mighty viking raider and lead your clan from the harsh shores of norway to a new home amid the lush farmlands of ninth century england explore a beautiful mysterious open world where you'll face brutal enemies raid fortresses build your clan's new settlement and forge alliances to win glory and earn a place in valhalla England in the age of the Vikings is a fractured nation of petty lords and warring kingdoms. Beneath the chaos lies a rich and untamed land waiting for a new conqueror. Will it be you? Lead your people in massive assaults against Saxon Saxon armies uh, and fortresses and expand your influence far beyond your settlement's borders. Command a crew of raiders and launch lightning-fast surprise attacks from your longship to claim your enemy's riches for your clan. 
Unleash the ruthless fighting style of a Viking warrior and dual-wield axes, swords, or even shields against fierce, relentless foes. Choose your tactics and dismember opponents in close quarters combat, riddle them with arrows, or assassinate them with your hidden blade. The advanced RPG mechanics of Assassin's Creed Valhalla will give you new ways to grow as a warrior and a leader. Influence the world around you while acquiring new skills and gear to suit your playstyle. Blaze your own path across England by fighting brutal battles and leading fiery raids, or form strategic alliances and triumph by your wits. Every choice you make in combat and conversation is another step on the path to greatness. Grow and customize your own settlement by recruiting new clan members and building upgradable structures. Get better troops by constructing a barracks. Improve your weapons at the blacksmith. Discover new customization options with a tattoo parlor and much more. Create and customize your own mercenary Vikings to share online and reap the spoils when they fight alongside your friends in their own sagas. Recruit mercenaries created by other players and add their strength to your forces. Sail across the icy North Sea to discover and conquer the broken kingdoms of England. Immerse yourself in activities like hunting, fishing, dice, and drinking games, or engage in the traditional competitions like flighting, or, as it's better known, verbally devastating rivals through the art of the Viking rap battle. Let's go. Let's fight. This it. is a game right here, bless. You kidding me right now? Epic rap I mean, battles in history. <laughs> so now, everything I, you, I just read to you. Does this make you any more inclined to play this? You haven't played other other recent Assassin's Creed. No, I mean, I, well, I started playing Odyssey, but I, did, mm-hmm. I didn't get far enough for me to be like, I've played this game. I, play, I played probably sure. like an hour or so of it. Sure, um, sure, sure. And I honestly, like, all this stuff intrigues me, right? Like the idea that Assassin's Creed has been continually going down, going down this route of being uh, – even RPG. more of an open world and being yeah. more of like an RPG, like uh, systemic kind of like uh, a, a growing world, right? Like, I I like this direction more so than, or I like how this direction sounds more so than the original direction of Assassin's Creed, where Assassin's Creed very much started off as like a what we kind of think of as the traditional Ubisoft game that they've kind of like broken out of nowadays. Um, sure. But like in terms of like you know find the towers, complete the checklists, like do your objectives, do like, like do all that stuff, right? Um, Assassin's Creed nowadays seems like it's going more, t- it's gone more toward like an RPG RPG route, and all the things that you just like talked about here and in, in, in all the bullet points, right, seem to expand on that, right? Every choice you make in combat and conversation is another step toward uh, a path of great greatness, right? The whole settlement stuff, I all that stuff sounds cool and good to me. I'd like to see how it actually ends up in practice, because in practice, if that settlement stuff actually works and it actually ma- gives you a reason to, to keep coming back um, and really want to tinker around with the systems, I think that could be really fun, and that that alone uh, interests me. Yeah, it seems so much that they're we're getting traction on what an RPG Assassin's Creed looks like, right? Because of course, I loved Odyssey, but in the choices I was making, I felt like, okay, cool. At the end, this influences the cutscene, like who's at the dinner table kind of thing. But I didn't feel like there was these, you know, dramatic shifts between stuff. Me and Kevin got back together, you know, when we were playing, and we'd come together the next day, and like, well, what happened here? Oh, well, the whole island was poisoned because of this is like, oh, that was cool. But there weren't a bunch of those, right? The I, the the stuff here where they're talking about blaze your own tr- path across England by fighting brutal battles and leading fiery raids, or form strategic alliances and triumph by your wits gets me really excited right every choice you make in combat and conversation is another step on the path towards greatness if there are really going to be these diverging paths right where either you are leading by being an inspiring king or ruler or whatever you want to be or you're leading by you know being terrifying people 
that's an interesting idea of really making that character your own, right? Making your Eivor different than anybody else's. And then, yeah, this the settlement stuff they're talking about here starts reminding me so much of Mother Base, both in Peace Walker and yeah. obviously Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, that sounds awesome in terms of being able to send them off and have them own things and, you know, get better troops, get better weapons. And then on top of that, this idea of creating your own mercenary Vikings to share online sounds goofy and fun. Like, I like the idea of, you know, I assume they're going to be coming into my barracks if that's what, you know, how it works. And then I'm sending them off on missions like Metal Gear where it's like, all right, cool. I'm not doing this mission, but I'm sending you guys off because you're an A rank and it's an A rank battle. And hopefully you all come back and see how that goes. Let alone the fact that I send out, I send out somebody, you recruit that person. And then when they come back, I also get the bonuses that they got or whatever, like gold or however it's working. That sounds really cool. Yeah, like I'm I'm really into those things. Like it almost reminds me of like not that specifically, but like parts of these the these bullet points remind me a little bit of Shadow of Mordor with like the whole nemesis system. Like yeah, in, in, ter- in terms of in terms of creating reasons why you want to keep coming back and tinkering around with the world. Um, and so I'm 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 totally into that. Even though like you know some of the stuff I think at first blush even sound gimmicky. Um, like the like. I, f- I feel like you could be hit or miss with some of like the like what you just read right the create and customize your own mercenary vikings to yeah. share online like that at first blush that stuff can come off like all right let's see how far you go with it but if they really do do go all the way with it then that could be a really cool thing yeah and that's the thing is like you know how, how good are those characters going to look how many can i create how in-depth can i get with them am i just like you know assigning weapons and stuff or is it to your point like bringing up the you know the mercenaries or a, a nemesis system is it like cool your guys back from a, a battle a battle they did with blessing and they got you know it's, they got beat up real bad and they have a scar now across their face because like that kind of yeah. shit would be awesome if there was like that'd be really cool telling you a story of like what they did and like i come in and i look <laughs> at it and it tells me all oh, when he went out on the blessing raid this happened or whatever that kind of that could be really neat um however charles jacobson writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says two questions greg avor badass ladies or Tim Gettys if he descent, if he decided to try this in his thirties, blessing flighting the rap battles thoughts, blessing. What what is your thoughts on uh, some rap battles here? I mean that's that's they've sold me on the game. You know you ask <laughs> me like like does that do do what they describe? Uh, does that interest me? Right like you know RPG systems whatever a beautiful open world whatever main characters that uh, you can choose the gender and 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 be your own character whatever. You you tell me there's a rap battle, Greg. You tell me I can I, I can battle raps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sign me up, dude. Give me yeah. a code, Greg. I'm in. Someone, uh, I got a whole bunch of tweets uh, once I put, because I put up the, I, I think I was one of the first people to read the website and find this epic rap battles thing and put it out there. Somebody responded to it. And uh, here we go. Now, of course, this is just somebody on the internet. So who knows if it's yeah, how much we can take it to the bank. But hey, where's the show talking about? Video? I mean, we're just somebody's on the internet. So HF Howe uh, tweeted at me and said, okay, Norwegian here. Battle rap is a very strong way of describing what that is. It's mostly just being drunk and talking shit. <laughs> I think Scottish people made it a bit more fancy like 500 years later, but I don't think I but don't for don't think for a second that Vikings were writing bars. Oh, Obviously, well, that's unfortunate. Assassin's Creed I think plays fast and loose sometimes and takes some historical liberties. I have a feeling it's going to be more it will be shit talking for sure, but I have a feeling it's going to be a bit more Set to a beat. I put money on Lin Manuel Miranda making an oh appearance in this game. Can you fucking imagine? People would lose their goddamn minds. Yeah, I'm. I, oh, and so then the question. Sorry, Charles. Your question for me: Am I going to go with the badass lady or future Tim Gettys? Um, I don't know. Like you know, Cassandra picking her in Assassin's Creed Odyssey wasn't uh 
something I was like, well, I, I'm going to clearly be uh, the woman. It was that I had seen enough Alexio during the demos. And then when I went to play uh, my demo, my preview, I played as her and I thought her performance was so much better. And I liked her interactions. So it's a similar thing here where I think this guy, the guy they showed for Eivor, right? Like looks like the traditional fucking Viking, like the guy from the Vikings TV show that I interviewed at Comic-Con or whatever years ago for IGN. Like, He's got that vibe to him. And then uh, I know that uh, the female version of Eivor uh, made her debut from the collector's edition. People were throwing around the statue of her floating out yeah. there. She looks badass too, but it's I, I want to see performances and how dialogue works and go from all that before I choose. I'm not going to lock into anything just yet, everybody. But, blessing. Parker right. Petrov wrote in to patreon.com slash games with an Assassin's Creed question and says this. Hola, Greg and Blessing. After watching the kind of funny reaction video to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I noticed one tidbit while reading through the additional articles. The game for Xbox supports smart delivery and cross-buy, meaning if you buy the game for Xbox One, it works on Series X and vice versa. However, while the game is listed for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, no such claims have been made. Do you think that this is the first of many third-party games where PlayStation gamers will seemingly need to buy a new copy of the game for the PlayStation 5 if they buy it first on PS4? Do you think this is a bad look on Sony's part if more games require separate PS4 and PS5 game purchases for the same game? Especially with reports that we could be seeing availability issues for the PlayStation 5 at launch, meaning more PlayStation gamers could be buying PlayStation 4 versions of games before upgrading. Happy Thursday, Parker. Bless. We've we've been debating smart delivery since it got announced. What do you think this means for the argument right now? I think we'll still have to wait and see. Like this doesn't this doesn't give me confidence, right? Like the fact that um like you you you, you see Assassin's Creed on Twitter, you know, talking about how they are going to have smart delivery. You've seen yeah. we've seen Cyberpunk talk about smart delivery, right? And like we I think we've theorized in the past that the reason we've not seen um a lot of people come out and talk about it yet is the fact that PlayStation might have their own alternative. And maybe once that information is out there, we really get the full scope of what what smart delivery and PlayStation's version of that is going to be. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, like, the fact that they haven't talked about it yet, like, kind of makes me nervous. Um, and, I, and if they end up not having it, I don't, it's, it's not a good look at all because, like, smart delivery is, is becoming a core, I think, selling point of why you want to buy a game on the Xbox, on Xbox versus on PlayStation, right? Like, if I own both consoles right now and, and Assassin's Creed is coming out this fall, right? And I'm maybe planning on getting a console later or whatever the situation may be, I am more inclined to want to get it on Assassin's Creed knowing that I can carry it forward to the next console. I'm with you that we don't have enough information because I do feel like this is going to be such a, and granted, it's, it's a problem at the beginning of the generation more than anything, but it is such a, mm-hmm. wait, what kind of thing? What I take away from this and why I still think it's too soon to talk about is the fact that PlayStation just hasn't talked about this stuff and it isn't revealed. And again, you know, we talk about Cyberpunk as soon as Xbox tweeting about it, being out there and being like, we're supporting this. You shouldn't have to buy your game twice, yada, yada, yada. And that getting so many headlines and so much movement. Then, of course, seeing like the Cyberpunk branded uh, 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 controller for Xbox and there being a partnership there, right? Same thing today where Assassin's Creed's out there and they're saying, Hey, we're supporting smart delivery from the get. Well, yes, you're all, but you're also part of the Xbox marketing machine right now. Not in a bad way. I'm not trying to say these are bad things. I'm saying that Xbox is helping. So, of course, they're going to talk about it, right? The confirmation that I had originally seen uh, from for smart delivery came from our friend Shinobi on Twitter, right? Who grabbed a screen grab that was product details. Uh, first off, too, uh, 
Ashraf over on Twitter uh, put it says that it's spell it's spelled E I V O R and pronounced Avor A Y. Yep. Yeah, Avor. So now we're all settled on that one. Uh, however, though, uh, product details from Shinobi say, Become Avor, a legendary Viking raider on a quest for glory. Explore England's dark ages as you raid your enemies, grow your settlement, and build your political power. Assassin's Creed Valhalla leverages the smart delivery technology. Buy the game once and play it on either Xbox One or Xbox Series X when both the console and that version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla are available. Like, it's very marketing-y. You know what I mean? Like, it's clearly... For sure. Xbox putting the message out there as they should. It's a great message to put out there. They should drive this home. And especially if, if PlayStation is going to leave the net open, just fucking slam it in there every time and make sure people understand that. But I still don't think like the smart delivery thing, right? Of like you're getting the better version of the game. So again, and I, I'm not trying to put down smart delivery at all, but it, if I have the Xbox one version of the game and I put it in the Xbox series X, this is going to download the assets and make it all 4k, which of course Xbox one already does. If you have an Xbox one X, right? So you figure if we're just talking about a- asset packaging, then PlayStation 4 is backwards compatible. My art, shouldn't it automatically? It sh- and this is a should. This is a big old fat should. I should be able to take my PlayStation 4 disc, put it in my PlayStation 5, and my PlayStation 5 go, oh, cool. I see that I have a download for this that I can get you the 4K textures or whatever. And if they don't well, have that, and that is a huge thing, then fucking what the hell? I think smart delivery is more so like, because I, I believe both the consoles are going to be backwards compatible. In similar ways, and right. now I'm now I'm, I'm starting to speak speak out of turn. But like, no, no, you're fine. Smart cool. smart delivery, I believe, is supposed to give you like the actual new like version of a game, like Cyberpunk. When it comes out, I, mean, I can't remember the exact specific. Cyberpunk is not going to be a day and date. They said that's coming later. Okay, right? well, it was Cyberpunk. So yeah, Cyberpunk when it comes out, I imagine you'll be able to play it on both uh, Xbox One and Series X. But right. it's the it's the next gen version of Series X that you won't be able to play until later, and that's smart delivery, right? That's the that's the version that's the version that you're gonna get free if you have the xbox one version already if you have the previous version already sure but again again and i understand that and i see you over there drinking your fucking marketing buzzword kool-aid i'm saying (laughs) it's just gonna be a graphics deck it's gonna be a package of assets right like it's not gonna be a new mode it's not gonna be a new thing it's gonna be that everything looks better We'll see, Greg. That's what it's got to we'll, we'll be, see. right? Am I crazy? Am I a crazy? I, and, and, and again, but, but, I'm not putting you, down Xbox. Xbox already does this. Great, but, but like, good. why? Why do you then release another version? Of, like, why? Why? And I've asked. I've asked this question on the show before. Yeah. But this whole. Th- I think this whole thing kind of goes around in circles. Of like, why do you then release a new version of Cyberpunk? Then, you know, so if it's going to be back to buy it because they don't want to. Because there, there are enough people who are like, oh, I just bought an Xbox Series X. Sucks that there's only an old version of the the Cyberpunk game out there. I wanted to have the nice clean uh, spine. I wanted to have, look awesome. I wanted, and I'm sure, maybe uh, I would imagine because, that if you're doing that, you're going to put. And there's also like three different quest lines we're adding to it, or some shit like that. Well, there you go. And, well, yeah, there you go. And it would be a reason to buy that game of the year edition or whatever, right? Of course, you're wrong. It's popping off right now. So I'm just seeing. I like walking, talking. Stephen Hawkins says uh, smart delivery is just a buzzword. <laughs> Xbox One to do that. <laughs> um, that's what I'm saying. Uh, given the PlayStation, this is Charles J. And I'm just reading these now because we're smart, having a conversation. As, as I understand it, smart delivery is different from backwards compatibility. Yes. Right? I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing. This is bad as well, the for people, people in for, pe- for people in your wrong, right? Like that's, that's then not what Xbox is doing, right? Right now, with Xbox One. Right now, you have backwards compatibility. Right. But smart yeah. delivery is essentially like if there's a definitive version of a game that comes out, you then own that game also in the future. And now I, I just sparked a whole controversy <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> none, of um, it made, none of it has made sense. 
It like, makes sense. Learn, I think, it makes, I, it, it, here's the thing is it makes sense to two different sides and the two different sides can't talk to each other. Yeah. Where it makes sense to me. I'm like, yeah, you pop it in and it's like, oh, you have this game. So you have the nicer version that's over here that just looks better. And it's going to run. Even, even if you put the disc in and you didn't get the new graphic textures downloaded, I'd still run this better. I'm a fucking brand new machine. Yeah, it it makes sense. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I want to see how this works in practice. Totally, 100 percent. That's all. I want to know what the conversation would be when it actually happens. Because like, I'm with you that, yeah, like if the PS5 is back, if it's backwards compatible anyway, and I can just play Cyberpunk boosted on my PS5, like I expect to be able to, right? The way they've talked about during the markets or anything, then like, what's the difference if uh, between that and getting a smart delivered Cyberpunk game? You know, the smart delivery version is just going to be the definitive version, I guess, that might have some new features or whatever. But, you know, what's the balance there? I, that conversation, I think, is going to be interesting next uh, next gen when that rolls around. We're going through all these things here. Are you, getting, is, you see anything good? It's, no, it's more arguing and not understanding exactly. And granted, it's not like we're making any sense to begin with. But, like, you know what no. I mean? Like, people are arguing against smart delivery and backwards competitively. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Here we go. Hold on. Uh... I just mentioned that. Yeah, see. <laughs> Nanobiologist is giving us an article from TechRadar that's titled Smart Delivery Explained. Let's see what we got here. I like how this is like a once a month thing now. <laughs> we just go back and we're like, all right, let's remind ourselves what is smart delivery. Samuel Roberts writes at TechRadar, uh, what is Xbox smart delivery on Xbox Series X? Um, how long is this article? Oh, it's a doozy. all right let's just well all right smart delivery explained microsoft describes smart delivery as a technology that allows you to buy a game once and know that whether you're playing on xbox one or xbox series x you are getting the right version of the game on whatever xbox you're playing on end quote smart delivery will be used on all exclusive xbox game studio games with halo infinite cited as an example it means that if you only buy the game once uh, then you'll get the best possible version for the console you're playing it on that means if Halo Infinite is on a 2013 Xbox One and you later decide to play it on a Series X, uh, you'll get the version optimized for that console. It's essentially uh, future-proofing your purchase. You won't be playing Xbox One version of Halo through backwards compatibility on Xbox Series X. Your single purchase will get you the version of the game meant for the console you're playing it on. Microsoft is com- committed to supporting. Microsoft has committed to supporting smart delivery for all its first-party games, and the technology will be available for every developer and publisher. Let's hope they use it. Developers and publishers can even choose to use it for titles that will release on Xbox One first and come to Xbox Series X later. Smart delivery presumably only applies to digital purchase, uh, purchases where game ownership is regulated. But the Xbox News Post doesn't actually differentiate between digital and physical games on this front. We've reached out to Xbox for clarification uh, and have, they haven't gotten back to us still. It still just does. I just I'm still I that's, don't that didn't help. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what like, we're I, saying. <laughs> That's what we're. That's what we're saying. I think it's just in in practice is one of those things where it's like, all right, we'll see how this works. We'll, we'll see how like what this what this really means because like all that I think makes sense. But yeah, when it comes to the conversation of of all right, then but my PlayStation Four can just or my PS Five can just play backwards compatible boosted games. And so many people are writing in and being like, it's not backwards compatible. They're talking about this. I, I understand. I'm saying that if I put a PlayStation 4 thing in my disc, a read on a PlayStation 5, the PlayStation 5 knows that it's that and will get the right version of whatever the fuck it is. Or maybe it's only digital and nobody even fucking knows. 
Well, in theory, you're P- you're playing the PS4 version. Oh, don't even get PS5. me started on this. Kebabs is here. Sounds like smart delivery is just cross by guaranteed for first party games. So many people have tried it to be like you're. When we talk about this, you're like Greg, it's just cross by. I'm like it is not cross by. When I buy a PS3 game and I also get the Vita version, that is not what they're talking about here. This is not. They're is talking that not? About, no, because they're talking about. Then they're not. You're not getting two different versions in your library from how they talk about it. They're talking about there being one thing that your system is smart enough to look at and go, okay, this is what it is. That's how they talk about it. What it's actually going to be in practice, who the fuck knows? We're done. We're done arguing with this. Who fucking knows? Nobody knows. Now, right? I, I was going to follow it up with another question about smart delivery. Sure, do, you, do, do you think it's a possibility that um, Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed, they, like, they, are, they, they are taking advantage of smart delivery because of their, their partnership, which, which we just talked about. But do you think that might, that might just be a thing of like, Otherwise, they just wouldn't like otherwise like a, a lot of third parties not, might not be talking about it because they might just not be taking advantage of it. Well, I think again, a lot of third parties just can't talk about it. Suck. You know what I mean? Like, I don't you know what your cross gen games or your backwards compatible games are going to be. Um, yeah, that's, that could easily be a thing about it. The fact, again, that like part of the Xbox marketing agreement they're running with is that you will make it a smart delivery version of this game. Right. That you will mm-hmm. make it easy to go. But it seems like the, the Xbox has got this door wide open for this. Where if you don't do this, you're an asshole. You know what I mean? Like in the same breath of how we're talking about, like if, if PlayStation doesn't have an answer for this and doesn't have a way to do this, that fucking sucks. That's stupid. In the same breath, if I'm publisher whoever and I'm like, hey, cool, I'm putting out this game up on Xbox One and on Xbox Series X. And you're like, cool, are you doing the smart delivery? I'm like, no. They're gonna be like, what the fuck? Like, why why the hell not? Everybody else is. It's you know, everybody else can do it. Why can't you? I'm like, nah, I like money. I don't know. You have to come up with a really good excuse for it. Sirens are going to be on my end. I can hear them running around right now. Um, see how we're going here. See how everybody's got it. Because again, it's just there's too much. It's too much of a gray area right now. We're all just having a conversation, which I enjoy, but isn't good here. Yeah, here we go. Saxon Galaxion says the only way to know for sure is by using Tim Gettys as a guinea pig. He needs to buy it on his Xbox One X and then see how it works on Xbox Series X. Perfect. Nailed. I think by that point it'll be explained a bit better. Yeah, we'll at that point exactly I think we'll know. At that point we'll not be like, mention, all right, cool. Not mentioned by then. Well, if Sony reveals the PlayStation Five in backwards compatibility and everything else, and doesn't talk about this at all and how that's going to be, they'll have their own things to answer for. I digress. Uh, number three, there's not going to be a Nintendo Direct in June. This is via Jeff Grubb at Venture Beat. Uh, Nintendo is telling partner developers it's not going to hold one of its Nintendo Direct video events in June. The publisher has had a June Direct to correspond with E3 every year since 2013. And before that, it held annual stage presentations. But complications brought about from Japan's work-at-home order as part of its attempt to mitigate COVID-19 are forcing Nintendo to push back its schedule. Nintendo is putting together a June event. Nintendo was putting together a June event, full stop. The company was lining up partners and was planning to unveil its first-party schedule for the rest of 2020. That included highlighting the Mario franchise's 35th anniversary, which it's going to celebrate with the release of some classic 3D Mario games on Switch, according to various reports. But now, the company is far less certain. If it holds another Direct, it may not come until the very end of summer. I've reached out to Nintendo. This is Jeff, obviously. Uh, The company did not respond for a comment. Womp womp. Yeah, that's... That's unfortunate for Nintendo's year. Like I yeah, understand, right. like I understand the idea of maybe wanting to have a chill fall as Nintendo since the new consoles are coming, since things are gonna be so busy. But it almost feels like with this being the case, with them not having a June uh direct or like an E an E3 aligned direct, like a big blowout in that way, 
uh, it seems like almost it seems like they're almost taking the year off aside from Animal Crossing, which is unfortunate. Right, and that's crazy. Yeah, and you have to I, even with this, how are they going to reveal these Mario things? You know, I mean, is it just going to be a press release that drops? Is it going to be a trailer? When do you do that? Are you going to hold out till the end of the summer for the direct? Because I think even though you know everybody's happy with Animal Crossing, there are still those people who don't care about Animal Crossing who have been very vocal of like, what the fuck is going on? What what is the Switch's year? What, what you know? What is what can I expect as a Nintendo fan from this? Yeah, and I. Think- yeah, it seems like the answer might be like not much. Like you might not yeah. be able to expect much this year. Yeah, which is you know not crazy. Obviously, we're all living through a pandemic together. We understand what's going on, but it's all crazy that like Nintendo was so down to the wire on it that like it's if it's going to domino effect out that way, and they won't have a whole bunch of stuff like they wanted. Like you know, mm-hmm. in terms of what was supposed to happen, who knows? Um, nanobiologist who I trust, of course, and very good at you're wrong has put into the comment. He's fired up because I don't see this. I don't see the nanobiologist curse often. He put he, he put this into you're wrong here. If I, I, I found, he said if, but I found the definitive fucking answer for smart delivery full stop. This is from windowscentral.com Xbox Series X smart delivery. The philosophy of smart delivery is simple. Buy your Xbox games once for versions uh, of Xbox One and Xbox Series X with platform holders blurring the lines into the next gen, uh, into the next gen, into the next hardware milestone, one license provides access on current devices with a free upgrade for Xbox Series X versions. Okay. I mean, it sounds like cross buy a little bit. Yeah, that does. No, that does. That's what I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not one of these guys. I'm not going to plant my feet and be like that. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I still don't think it's a great example of smart delivery exists through cross buy. It's PS3 and Vita. I'm like, that's not. They're not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are. Well, cro- yeah. yeah. This is almost like like preemptive cross-buy right where like cross-buy you buy you're buying a game on ps3 knowing that you're also buying it like you have this you have both the ps3 and vita version this is almost like like i i guess no this this pretty much works the same right like this is because like even if you have an xbox series x right like let's let's take assassin's creed for example assassin's creed is launching on xbox series x it's also going to be on xbox one when it comes out, if I just buy if I just buy Assassin's Creed, I'm gonna have both versions. Yeah. Right. That's cro- yeah. that's or that's that's uh, smart delivery. Where where it gets interesting is, are you gonna be able like? And this is this might be a dumb question in general, but I'll ask it anyway. Can I play backwards compatible like a backwards compatible version of, of Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla on P- on a Xbox Series X? I know that doesn't matter when it comes down to it because I just yeah, have yeah. both versions anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's where that's that's where things get weird in terms of like what it looks like on xbox versus what it'll look like on P- on playstation because you imagine like assassin's creed well okay i guess the, this is what what the question is for ps5 right if i buy assassin's creed on ps4 will i just have it on ps5 or if i just buy assassin's creed on ps5 will i then have it on ps4 but i guess the answer is yes because it's back in the battle <laughs> so this is all weird this is, all fucking weird. <laughs> this is like such and like it, it's funny to see how i can't see the chat which i can assume is you know, arguing with themselves so totally over this fucking discussion mad at us mad at it it's just like i like dumb nut writes into you wrong and just goes let me clear up the confusion smart delivery won't matter to most gamers smart delivery is backwards compatibility plus forwards compatibility if you buy it on Xbox, uh, Xbox Series X, you can play it on Xbox One. If you buy it on Xbox One, you can play it on Xbox Series X. Uh, if you buy it on PS4, you can play it on PS5. But if you buy it on PS5, you can't play it on PS4. That is also correct. As as at least as we know it now. I have a it's headache. Just, 
I know it's it's just I guess here I guess here's probably let's do this let's bring it together to this I guess <laughs> the nut of my argument here is how fucking different is it going to be from an Xbox Series X version of a game to an Xbox One version of a game in a PlayStation Four version of a game to a PlayStation Five version in my limited history with cross gen games right it's always like oh it looks better oh maybe it runs a bit better and so that's where I'm so hung up on everybody making it out to be this big deal because i'm not sure is it actually going to matter that much that the game runs that better i think it's a great move for microsoft i think it's a great move from the third-party developers that are doing it i think it's foolish for sony not to have something like that um but yes i understand the disconnect here of well if i bought the playstation 5 version i wouldn't have the playstation 4 version but would you care about not having the playstation 4 version is it it's not gonna be cross save between those is it because again to your point blessing even if it was that i could and I, you wouldn't but if i was on an xbox one and i made a save there and then i started playing it on an xbox series x i would now have a different version of it on xbox series x and so it's not backwards compatible because i didn't bring over the backwards compatibility so the save wouldn't come with me right oh no man <laughs> luckily everyone oh. in the youtube comments will be a genius and smarter than us on this and they will just freaking roast smart us delivery. For all this. smart delivery yeah i was like xbox stuff with things i'm oh, sorry go ahead Oh, actually, no transition because I was going to go in more into smart delivery. And honestly, number man, four, Xbox Game Pass has hit 10 million subs. This is Jacob Castronakes at The Verge. Uh, Microsoft says more than 10 million people now subscribe to Xbox Game Pass, its subscription service, offering access to a growing selection of PC and Xbox games. The service launched in 2017 with more than 100 Xbox games for $9.99 a month. Recently, Microsoft began launching a PC version of the service, which is currently available at an introductory price of $4.99 a month. Microsoft also offers a bundled subscription that includes uh, access to both Xbox games, PC games, and Xbox Live for $14.99 a month. The statistics came as part of Microsoft's Q3 2020 earnings report this afternoon, and it's the first time we've seen Xbox Game Pass numbers, period. Uh, Microsoft says uh, that gaming in particular, quote, benefited from increased engagement due to stay-at-home orders. This led to record engagement, according to Microsoft Communications Chief Frank Shaw. Xbox Live also saw nearly nine, 90 million monthly users this quarter. Microsoft's game streaming service, Project xCloud, hit hundreds of thousands of active, active users across its seven preview countries wow 90 right? million monthly users that's crazy that's awesome yeah, yeah, like th yeah those are very impressive numbers um yeah. 10 million for xbox game pass i think definitely is an achievement granted like they're they've definitely definitely been handing out xbox game pass like hotcakes right sure. like with all the yeah. sales of it for like only one dollar i know i got uh back in back during last june uh after their e3 conference right i think microsoft made it so that you can buy uh you can pay one dollar for xbox uh ultimate um and then that'll then that'll then bundle together like both the time you have with xbox game pass and xbox uh gold and combine those the, the, those months and so like that was a, that was a deal that i think a lot of people hopped on i hopped on that and i ended up getting like my both my ultimate or both my Xbox Live Gold and my Xbox Game Pass extended from like what would have been like August to uh, like March or something like that. And so, yeah, like they've they've been really doing a good job of of pushing Game Pass and, and making sure that people who have access to it are able to try it out. And it seems like uh, it seems like it's working. And so good for them. Yeah. 
Uh, Eddie at GameSpot did a wrap-up, taking all this information and putting more context to it, which I thought was interesting because there was obviously more at the Q3 report for Microsoft as a company. Uh, Xbox Game Pass costs $10 a month uh, for the base package after a $1 introductory offer. With 10 million paying customers, uh, the service is generating $1 billion or more per year for Microsoft. In total, Microsoft's total gaming revenue for the period fell by 1%, down $14 million. But content and services revenue jumped by 2%, up $33 million, due to the COVID-19 crisis. That is keeping people at home, Microsoft said. Uh, gaming revenue would have been higher, but a certain third-party title began to taper off, the company said. This is more than likely a reference to Fortnite. Xbox console sales struggled during the period, with hardware revenue, following, fall, revenue falling by 20%. Microsoft said this downturn was attributed mainly to price drops as the company prepares to usher in a new generation console. Bloomberg reporter uh, Dina Bass also reports that Microsoft CFO told her that the Xbox Series X remains on schedule to launch this holiday despite some interruption in the supply chain due to COVID-19. Hmm. Parker Petroff writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, hey, Greg, i uh, the Microsoft earnings report came out and announced that they have more than 10 million paid Xbox Game Pass subscribers. Do you think this is a success for Microsoft? In their second quarter earning report, in earnings report, they announced Game Pass subscribers doubled in just that quarter, and that was before we were in the throes of the pandemic. So now, with news of them hitting 10 million subscribers in the third quarter earnings report, where do you see them going with Game Pass from here? So number one blessing, do you think Game Pass is a gamble that's paid off? Has it been a success? And then number two, where do you take the service from here? I mean, I think it's been one of their biggest successes of this gen. Like, I think it's been it's been a breakout hit. Uh, them making making the transition with their all their first party titles and making them available day one on Game Pass. I think is like that's not a small decision. I think that's like that's a that's a decision you make, and you're like we're we're doing this because we're dedicated to making this this service a thing, and we want everybody that has an Xbox to have the service, or everybody that's that's a part of this ecosystem to have the service. And so, you know, I think I think. You know, from here they keep going with that. I think next gen is gonna be huge for Game Pass because you think Halo Infinite is coming out this fall. That's gonna be on Game Pass. That's gonna be big for Game Pass. Uh, Forza Motorsport they haven't announced, but like you imagine, Forza Motorsport Eight is gonna be out this fall with the launch. That's gonna be available on Game Pass. You imagine that quite a few launch titles are gonna be available on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. That's gonna go a long way into marketing that service for people, right? The, the idea that you can you can pay. Uh, I forget the price, like what, $10 a month? 10 bucks. Uh, yeah, 10 bucks a month and have access to probably like a good handful of of launch titles, let alone all the titles we've seen over the last gen and previous generations on that service. Like that's huge. And then you look at their upcoming games, which, you know, they still haven't announced a lot of them yet, right? Like their big event is still coming. And even without that, you still have uh, Hellblade uh, 2, Sinua's Saga. You still have uh, Grounded, which I can't remember if that, if... That's like a paid game, right? For some reason, in my head it might have been free that's to play. Little, I think the, that's as you called it, the tiny people game. Or whatever, <laughs> the tiny, or the tiny people game, yeah, yeah. from Obsidian, right? That's going to be there. Um, I think Grounded uh, paid for it. It's not free to play, is it? You, I think you play pay for it. I think it's just the type of game I usually associate with free to play for some reason. Sure, but, no, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I yeah. totally see that. I see that. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, yeah, you you have you have what you imagine is going to be a a, a huge slate of launch window to. Uh, games that are coming out over the next couple of years that are going to be available first from Xbox, right? Like Game Pass from here, I think is only going to grow and grow and become ubiquitous with the system. Like I, I think at a certain point, you are going to associate Xbox uh, as a system and as an ecosystem and brand with Game Pass. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think again, that's 
been their big gamble on it that I think's paid off is the fact that they've been pro gamer. They've made all these cool gaming uh, uh, programs and services for gamers. And while they didn't have the library and exclusives this generation to win the war, bring a bunch of eyes to them. I do think that with Xbox Series X, if they nail that and Halo's great and they have a great launch lineup from these or a great uh, lineup, I should say, uh, you know, talking about what's coming for, throughout the years here, you suddenly get people in there faster. And I think it is yeah. that, you know, where do we, I, so yes, I think mean, Game Pass has been a huge success for Microsoft. I think it's changed, you know, uh, the conversation in a lot of ways and distribution models for a lot of games. Um, where does it go from here, uh, Parker? I think it goes that it becomes ubiquitous with Xbox's brand and the Xbox Series X. I think when you turn on an Xbox Series X, you need to be getting at least a month, if not three months of Game Pass free. I think you need mm-hmm. to be... It, it was we were talking about yesterday on uh, uh, the game's cast, right? That I, 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 I have high hopes for Infinite because I, I believe that they know they can't fuck it up. They need Halo Infinite to be amazing, be a great launch game, and return Halo to its place in the video game industry. And so if they're able to launch that and PlayStation comes out and is like, oh, yeah, you know, Horizon 2 isn't a launch title. It'll be out in the spring or whatever. I think then the conversation gets or the choice gets easier for many people of, well, I was going to buy them both, but now I'll buy Xbox at launch so I can play Halo on the best unit. And then they get in there and they start playing it and they start using Xbox Game Pass and they start seeing smart delivery and they start seeing all the services. And all of a sudden they are like, fuck, you know, this is great. Maybe I'll move over here for third parties. Maybe I'll put off buying the PlayStation 5 a little bit longer. All these different conversations start to happen. It's a Trojan horse kind of thing where I think they want to get this into your house and into your hands so you know, holy shit, I need this. Yeah. Do you, do you think they're going to b- bundle it for sure with with Xbox Series X? Yeah, I'm I, I, like, yeah, don't they do they that's the same way they do with like a uh, live, right? Gold, yeah, your gold or whatever. But I think it's like for like three days or a week or whatever. But like because that is the trade off of like if you buy the system and you get three months of it, like why would I buy Halo Infinite? Like, yeah, exactly. Like that, that, that'd be my first question of like, oh, yeah, you're just giving people Halo for free at that point. Like everybody who gets who gets the system, which like would be a great that would be a power move. That'd be a, a, a big move for them. But could you then at the same time, like if it's only 10 bucks a month, right? Or maybe you do do like a week free and then have people pay for pay, pay the 10 bucks and be able to play Halo longer or whatever the other first party titles maybe. We will see. Blessing, Ayoye Jr. But first, I want to know what games came out. Before I let you tell me about them, or whatever the hell we do, I want to tell you that this episode of Kinda Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Old Spice. Uh, it was sponsored specifically by Old Spice Palmade, Old Spice Putty, and Old Spice Styling Gel because great hair always wins. Your hair says a lot about you, and with Old Spice Palmade, you can make it say the right thing. Uh, I'll tell you what I, you know, you've been hosting the show all week. So yesterday when I got to jump in and read this ad blessing, I got super excited because you know what's in this hair. You know what's in this hair? Oh, I can see. That's old spice right there. That is old spice pomade right there. That is old spice pomade every day. And I, I got it at a pack. What two years ago? And it's it's been my brand ever since because it has such good hold. And you can take it to the bank. That's a real story. If I'm lying, I'm dying. What do you say about that blessing? <laughs> I mean, I guess you're not dying. I guess you're staying alive. Right? <laughs> uh, Old Spice Palmade uh, smells really good, of course, which is why I like it a lot. Uh, it holds my hair the way I want it to hold. And of course, it just works. That's the easiest part about it. Plus, you can get it anywhere, which I find super helpful when I'm traveling, when, or when I used to travel in a different world. Uh, it says, of course, uh, if you you want to get in there, it's, it says all sorts of stuff. It can make you say all sorts of things. If you want to be like Tim, who I guess wrote this ad, says, it's late for a very important dinner slash video meeting to strike very important business 
business deals with very important business folks. Classic Tim stuff. Oh, my goodness. Uh, again, though, you don't need to take this weird Tim ad about it. You can talk to me, Greg Miller, who uses Old Spice Palmade all the time. Old Spice hair products are great. So thank you, Old Spice, for sponsoring this video. Try Old Spice Palmade, Old Spice Putty, or Old Spice Styling Gel. Let us know the hold that works for you. Old Spice Hair Palmade. Great hair. Always wins. Blessing. Great. If I wanted the most hot games ever and knowing what came to the mom and grab shops today, where would I go? Man, let me tell you. You go to the official <laughs> list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, oh, Book wow. of Demons on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Fairy Knights on Switch. Level Head on Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Call of Duty Modern Warfare on Xbox One and PC. Streets of Rage 4 on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Strikers 1945 on PC. Sega Ages G-Lock Air Battle on Switch. Pocket Arcade Story on Switch. My Secret Pets on Switch. War Torn Dreams on Switch. Bubble on Switch. The Four Kings Casino and Slots on Switch. Ministry of Broadcast on Switch. Pixel Art Bundle Volume 1 on Switch. Uh, Mushroom Heroes on Switch. Uh, Code Romantic on PC. Cyber Battle 69 on PC. Family Wait, what? Mysteries. Cyber Battle 69. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kevin, if you want to get me a Cyber Battle 69 trailer. Yeah, Cyber Battle. Uh, Family Mysteries 2 Echoes of Tomorrow on PC and Mac. Puzzle Pelago on a, a Drag and Drop Economy on P- PC and Mac. Uh, Toohoo Mechanical Scrollery is coming to PC and Steam today. Uh, an all-new level named Thermal is coming to Human Fall Flat on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch today. Uh, and then GTA has some stuff. In addition to offering a one-time gift of GTA, uh, half a million GTA books for lodging, uh, logging in throughout the month of May, this week's GTA Online update features discounts on laser tech weaponry, new double and triple rewards for racing and illicit business-minded, for the racing uh, along with the latest lucky wheel uh vehicle and discounts new dates for you yee's memories of celsius coming to ps4 on june 9th uh abs versus the blood queen the first single player game uh, in the killer queen franchise uh is coming out in june on pc mac and linux bumblebear hopes to implement a nintendo switch version at a later date and then arai and The Secret of Seasons uh, is coming to PS- PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, July 28th. Kevin, you got that trailer for us, it looks like? So here yeah, we go. Sass. Cyber Battle 69. Just killing this guy with an ice pick. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That was graphic. It gets kind of graphic at the end. Oh. All right, then we saw it. It's not. It's not sexy. It's just bloody. We got it. We got it. I didn't uh, say that. It, it, is a, it is a little sexy. Well, I mean... There's some sexual stuff going on. I, there was a woman like bent over, and the you, you seem like you can touch her. <laughs> just that's it's that's just how it is. All right. Yeah, I mean, you're reporting on what the trailer looks like. I can't get mad at you. I can't get mad at you. Thank you, Kevin. Um, deals of the day for you. Uh, Xbox continue continue to be dope. Xbox Free Play Days is still happening. Xbox reports great games are available for you to play this weekend with Free Play Days. Kingdom Come Deliverance, Yakuza 0, and Sonic Mania are available to play for both Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members beginning today and ending on Sunday. Uh, Blessing. This is usually where we squat up, but nobody wrote in to squat up. Nobody wants to squat up. They were all too caught off. uh, They were excited about Game Pass numbers. They were excited about uh, Assassin's Creed. 
There was no, there was nothing happening. So mm-hmm. nobody's squatting up today. Instead, go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games and subscribe to the YouTube channel, even if you're a podcast listener. Can you believe that youtube.com slash kind of funny has more uh, subs than we do? You're telling me you like Wait, KF and fucking movies better than this? Get out. How? You don't. Leave. Nobody likes that shit on the internet. Nope. Not at all. Blessing. This is going to be a doozy. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. And tell we, what we screw up as we screw up. We kind of, you know, we fucking punted a wasp's nest when we were like, <laughs> let's talk about smart delivery. So, uh, nanobiologist, and I like, and I don't get me wrong, nanobiologist does great work here. He does it for free. He's all this thing, but he's fired up. All right. He is fired up in here waving his flag. And so the thing he sends me is this regarding saves carrying forward to xbox series x justin ronald said the following quote we want your gaming legacy to come with you whether that's your gamer score whether that's your friends list all your achievements your game saves all that should come forward so there are no barriers for you as you think about moving forward end quote well nanobiologist i might just be a small town pizza lawyer but you can't have it both ways ladies and gentlemen you can't have it both ways if smart delivery isn't what i'm saying and it isn't, I'm going to put in the old version of the game to the new console and get the 4K graphics package. If it's not that, as you've all said over and over again, it's two versions of the game, it's cross-play, then how could two different games talk with the same fucking save, Nano? That doesn't make any sense. Don't He's you clearly have, talking about your gaming legacy, not about your gaming reality, all right? You, He's saying it should do this. Aren't games that are cross-play on Vita, though, aren't some of them like cross-save between Vita and console? That's a, that's a very specific thing you need to put in. Like you have to like cross save is a thing you had to put in and like kick saves around. Okay. Like it's not you, you that's want... like by, by default that's something they built in. I'm they could build it in. And this guy Justin Jason is just saying it should happen, but I'm not. I was, mm-hmm. A lot of people are taking buzzwords and marketing stuff and fucking one off comments to the bank. You know what I mean? I know. What you, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> this whole this whole thing I find is so hilarious. Cause like, yeah. No, yeah, it's a lot. So there's a lot. Game Nation says this. Uh, game Pass is a success in the terms of the way we view it, but Gears Five was the lowest selling Gears game with the highest amount of people that played it. Is it a success in terms of their IP and earnings? It's a great question. Um, again, I think it is a success to them. I would argue that if more people are playing Gears and talking about Gears, then more people are hopefully buying Gears merch and buying Gear Funko and buying all this stuff. And again, they are getting the money. And granted. They're splitting it with third parties if it's a third party thing, but they are getting the money for Game Pass. So it's not like they're giving it away for free. You are still buying it in some respects. And if more people than ever are playing it and paying for Xbox Game Pass, that's making it more money than normal gears would have. Arguably, I'm playing fast and loose with math and things like this. So who knows? What's this is a long argument somebody's trying to make here. Charles Jay's in here swinging too. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. I don't care about this. I didn't get that wrong. We we talked about this yesterday, but DH Ruminator says Streets of Rage 4 is on Game Pass as well. Yes, it is. Streets of Rage 4. I've been playing it for 104 PSN games. I'm in World Tour. I'm playing as Blaze. I'm enjoying myself. That's good. Um, oh, I did miss this. Frank Furter points this out. Did you get the new date? Cooking Mama Cookstar is on PS4 October 31st. Is that real? <laughs> That's that, that went up there, whatever. That's uh, funny. Na- nanobiologist. <laughs> <laughs> nanobiologist all caps hold on you're talking about saves you were talking about saves carrying over the xbox series x motherfucker and then he goes xbox is still saying it will happen motherfucker and then he falls ah 
<laughs> We've had some fun here today, guys, haven't we? This is a great episode. It has been. You know what I mean? We get to sit here and do all this different stuff. It's so fun. Now, can we just talk about? Can we talk about smart delivery in the post show, please? Then John at says save files. Okay, a save file is sort of like saying a JPEG on Windows that loads into MS Paint. On Mac, it loads into whatever a Mac uses. It's the same file, but the program interprets the data uh, the same as the software and knows what to do with the file. Oh, you're right, Stead John at. I'm sorry. That's of course why my Madden 2007 will save works in NHL '94. No, it doesn't. No, uh, you're saying they're different games. You're saying they're different games, and they have different SKUs and things. Oh, I love I love I love You're that saying they're that. different games. I was the one saying it's just a graphics package and then we would be on the same page. Who's right? We'll fucking find out. Not on May 7th, but we'll find out eventually. I love Stead, Stead Jonat just hasn't used a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It just opens up. <laughs> JPEG's open on whatever Macs use. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun. Nobody understands smart delivery, at least not me or Blessing. Uh, if you like that. I think I you, understand it. Do, so where? Let's, it's you tell me what I you What? It's cross by. So then do you think a save would work? Do you think a save from my Xbox One game is going to work on my Xbox Series X game? Yeah. That's not cross-buy, then. That's what's already exists on fucking Xbox One right now. But they're different versions, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> they're different versions of the games. But the, like, the save... <laughs> The same works on both games. Because what? On your Vita, Super Super Meat Boy, for example, right? Like, the, the Super Meat Boy version on Vita is different from the PS3 or PS4 version. Right. But the saves work works between them. Does it? Yeah. I, 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 I was literally just playing Super Meat Boy the did other day. Did you have to upload it and do it? Or it doesn't do it automatically, right? You have to go into cross-save, right? That was always the thing. Yeah. But I imagine I imagine it'll work similarly for, for Xbox, right? I'm not like, saying it's Kevin, cut the fucking feed. <laughs> we got a post show. It's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>